Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the Things That Are podcast. I am your host, Leah Tamty. And you know, today it's Sunday, even though this goes up on Tuesday, but it's Sunday. It's kind of colder. It's a little bit of an eerie vibe. It's it's fall. And I've been in like the spooky mindset as has everyone else, I think. But it's fall. It's October. It's almost Halloween. I've been watching like a bunch of horror films and then, you know, like your classic Disney, like Twitches, Twitches 2, Halloween Town, all of that. But since it's spooky season, I thought we should do a little bit of a spooky episode. Today, I'm going to read people's like personal ghost stories. And like, they probably aren't super scary to hear, you know, I feel like when you hear it, it's like a little less scary than if you watch or I don't know. But anyway, I find them interesting. Nonetheless, even if maybe it's like not super scary to hear, it's still super interesting to hear and still super creepy to hear, you know? So that's what today's episode is going to be about. But before we get into the ghost stories, I got to share with you my current favorite song and my current favorite. So my current favorite song is Isis by Joyner Lucas. I think that this is like kind of a well-known song. Do you want to know how I figured out about this song actually? And I always like, you know, one of those songs where it's like you listen to it, then you get sick of it. Then you remember that song and then you listen to it again. That's kind of what this is. But I found this song through, I used to watch World of Dance all the time. You know, that like competition, like reality, I guess, (laughs) just like competition show. And one of the dances someone did was to this song and... It really got me, like, hype, and so I've just, like, been, like, I remember this song, and now it's, like, my pre-gym song, and it's so good. So if you haven't heard it, because I'm not sure how popular it is, um, then go and listen to it and tell me that it's not your new favorite pre-gym song or just, like, hype song in general. Like, if you're getting ready to go out for a night, just, like, the flow, it's so good. Okay, and my current favorite is so yummy, and of course... I am the walking Trader Trader Joe's billboard. And so it's the butternut squash mac and cheese from Trader Joe's. It's so good. I saw so many people like on TikTok talk about it and review it and love it. And I was like, ooh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I love butternut squash. Like, I don't know if like I'm a butternut squash girly, but it barely tastes like butternut squash. I'm not exactly quite sure what butternut squash by itself like tastes like. There's like a a slight like seasoning to it that makes it feel a little fall, but it's super mac and cheesy. And I saw so many people say, because I was going to put it in the oven, I thought maybe it tastes the best that way, but everyone said like no microwave and I've tried it both ways. And I agree, like something about it in the microwave just tastes so much better in the oven and also run to Trader Joe's because I just know that everybody's about to buy everything there, you know? Speaking of, I can bear if you can't find the chicken and soup dumplings at Trader Joe's, it's because of me because I buy so many when I go because they're always sold out. But that's like my favorite thing ever. So whenever I see them, I literally buy like the whole row. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm that girl. But go run and go get the butternut squash mac and cheese from Trader Joe's. Okay, so we're going to get into these ghost stories and let's start off with do I believe in ghosts? I don't know if I believe in ghosts or not. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I've never encountered one. 
and I hope to God that I never encounter one but I feel like I would also be kind of ignorant it's kind of like aliens it's like no I don't like I've never encountered it so I can't necessarily believe but I guess you believe uh, whatever okay anyway we don't need to get too deep but like I feel like it'd be ignorant of me to think that like humans can exist but then like afterlife couldn't or like aliens couldn't you know what I mean so it's kind of like that it's like there are also so many instances where you're like okay like that is supernatural you know what I mean like I don't know so I'm like half and half (laughs) literally okay so the first story it's found it was found on esquire.com and it's written by Matt Miller and Lauren Crank you know I'm not trying to like get sued for copyright or anything so and it's called the haunted doll and if you're from Minnesota then just you wait for the ending of this story okay The Haunted Doll. When you think of haunted dolls, it's likely the creepy old Victorian-looking porcelain kind that springs to mind, none of which you probably have lying around. Still, don't get too comfortable around any kids' toys too soon, though. A Disney's Frozen Elsa doll that was gifted for Christmas 2013 in the Houston area made headlines earlier this year when it seemingly became haunted. The doll recited phrases from the movie Frozen and sang Let It Go when a button on its necklace was pressed. For two years, it did that in English, Mother Emily Madonia said. In 2015, it started doing it alternating between Spanish and English. There wasn't a button that changed these. It was just like random. The family has owned the doll for more than six years and never changed its batteries. The mother said the doll would randomly begin to speak and sing even when its switch turned off. So the family decided to throw the creepy doll out in December 2019, and then weeks later, they found it inside a bench in their living room. The kids insisted they didn't put it there, and I believed them, she said, because they wouldn't have dug through the garbage outside. At that point, Elsa ceased to sing the English rendition of Let It Go altogether and just only started speaking Spanish. The family then double-bagged the bizarre doll and placed it in the bottom of their garbage, which was taken out on garbage day. They went on a short trip, a trip shortly after, but when they returned, Elsa had to come back and was waiting in the backyard of their home. And you guys, okay, wait, listen, oh my god, okay. This time, the family mailed Elsa to a family friend in Minnesota who taped the haunted doll to the front bumper of his truck. It doesn't seem to have made its way back to Houston yet. Okay. So, here's the thing. I do not fuck with the Chucky shit. I really don't. I don't fuck with dolls. I don't like any of the spooky shit related to dolls. Okay, first of all, like, why would Elsa be bilingual and be going from English to Spanish? Like, I understand wanting dolls to maybe switch languages. We love inclusivity. You want to get it everywhere. But, like, there's no button to switch from English to Spanish. So, like, what the, like, this bitch randomly just started speaking Spanish. Like, she doesn't know Spanish. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I hate to break it to you, but, like, Elsa isn't bilingual. Like, girly is white as fuck. You know what I mean? (laughs) She just, she speaks English. And most importantly, like, the doll is in Minnesota. Like, that's the most important thing the most important takeaway from this like elsa is here like this haunted elsa is in this state of minnesota here like and also like okay so first of all this petty girl she said i'm gonna send you the doll because here you go like you know like this doll's haunted let me send it to my friend or my cousin in minnesota 
like what like does he know it's haunted or not he must because he's driving around with it like on his the front of his um truck but it's like why do that just burn it bro like burn that shit burn it i don't get it like why are you not burning it and why also did she not burn it did she think did they think it's like bad juju or something you know i don't know like it's so weird but also i wonder if the doll is possessed or is like a ghost moving it back i get confused between the different like types of supernatural activity you know i'm like so is it possession like i don't know but that's the first story the first ghost story basically Okay, so this next story, it's from Reddit technically, but this the article I'm reading is written by Beth Braden and it's on travelchannel.com. So it's called The Walking Dead. Basically, this Reddit user said, oh, hang on. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> this Reddit user said, I'm a psychiatric nurse and early in my career. I worked at a residential mental health facility. One of our residents was an elective mute, which means that he didn't, wouldn't, couldn't talk. But there was no medical reasons as to why. He had spoken earlier in his life and in fact seemed quite normal back then, with the exception of being close to seven feet tall. He had been raised in the Deep South and joined the military when he was 19. But one night he vanished. He was declared AWOL and eventually he was declared missing and dead. Ten years later, a seven-foot-tall man walked into a VA hospital emergency room in my part of the Midwest and said to the receptionist, My name is Marion Duchene, not the real name, and I've been dead for ten years. Those were the last words he ever spoke. He was covered with dust, and he was wearing the same clothes he'd been reported to be wearing the night he vanished. His social security number had not been used and he had no identification on his, on his personal stuff. However, they were able to identify him, I guess via fingerprints. The family was notified, but they said they had already given their, given their lost man and that, oh, sorry. <laughs> the family was notified, but said that they had already grieved their lost man and that whomever was claiming to be him simply could not be. They demanded not to be contacted again. Marion paced all day every day, moving his mouth that looked like talking or muttering, but no sound came out. He had an unnerving habit of throwing his head back with his mouth wide open as if he were laughing heartily, but not even a breath could be heard. If I talked to him, he appeared to listen, periodically throwing his head back in the laughter mimicking way of his. Various medications were tried, but they did not affect him either positively or negatively. Occupational therapy did nothing because Marion would just grin unless told to, told to stay put, he'd get up and start pacing again. On my last day at the job, the last thing I saw was Marion pacing in the parking lot, throwing his head back to laugh. Later, I wondered if all along I'd been dealing with a ghost. All these years later, I still don't know. So obviously this is incredibly creepy, right? And here's what I want to know. Like, where was he? Did we ever figure that out? Or he just, I guess since he would like, just, he couldn't talk and everything, he couldn't say what had happened to him. So do we not know what happened to him? Like, was he like, well, uh, you, okay. And he was wearing the same clothes as 10 years ago and covered in dust. I want to know, did he look like he aged <laughs> or did he look the same age? I feel like that's a big detail that I need to know. Because if not, then maybe it was like, 
um, a kidnapping and he's been wearing the same clothes for 10 years and the kidnapper just, you know, like let him go or some, I don't, I don't know. Like, this is so creepy. I don't know how you just like, like move on past this. I'd be like, what? And like, how was more not figured out or like, I don't know. I just feel like I need so much more information on this because like a guy who says he's dead comes back in dust in the same clothes. Like that's insane to me. But if he aged, then okay, maybe something else happened. But if he like came back and didn't age, but still, I don't know. 10 years, that's odd. What's also odd to me, I get the whole parents like saying that they grieved already, you know, the grief, the loss of their son and everything. But do you ever like with the chance that it could be him, wouldn't you like at least check? Isn't that a little odd? I don't know. But anyway, very creepy story. The Walking Dead. Oh my God. <clears throat> I keep coughing. I'm so sorry. That's awful for audio. But I'm I'm also like not going to go in here and edit this today because like I just got to get it up and everything. So pardon my little coughs if I cough. <laughs> okay. So the next story I found John Yahoo. It's written by Sarah Lemire. And she also used information from the Monsters Among Us podcast. So yeah. Okay. This is called The Kidnapping the Kidnapping Ghost. In 1998, Joe relocated from California to Georgia to work as a manager at an auto body shop with his cousin. Soon after, Joe's brother followed him to the Peach State and rented a small house built in the late 1800s. It looked nice from the outside. It did not feel good from the inside, Joe said on the podcast. Things were off from the moment he helped his brother move into the house. I walked into the house and went, oh man, the hair stood up on the back of my neck and I just felt ill at ease. Like this place isn't cool at all, he said. Moments later, while carrying items into the bedroom, Joe said he heard whispering, a heated whispering, almost an argument between two people that seemed to be hovering in the top of the ceiling area of the room. Joe ran out of the room and asked his brother if he'd felt something off about the house. His brother had picked up on the vibe, but after praying on it, his brother said he felt that th- things would be all right. And as long as you're good, Joe said, I'm not good, but I'm going to help you. But I'm going home and I probably will not come back here. In the weeks that followed, there were more unusual occurrences, including a terrifying event in which Joe's eight-year-old nephew was taking a bath and sat up to find an elderly man in the tub with him. So that must be the brother's son, his nephew, to find an elderly man in the tub with his eight-year-old nephew. It took about two days to calm him down, and he never took baths after that, Joe said. After falling asleep on the couch one night, Joe's brother awoke to find an elderly man and woman seated on either side of him, arguing back and forth over whether or not they were going to allow the brother and his family to remain in the home. The kicker, however, yeah, there's more. The kicker, however, was when Joe's brother asked to borrow his truck one afternoon. After receiving word that his four-year-old daughter had been found wandering along a busy road by herself with her hand up in the air, police and other agencies were called in to investigate. And when asked, the four-year-old explained she'd just gone for a stroll with the old lady. What old lady, Joe's brother asked. The old lady that lives here his daughter replied. She just wanted to go for a walk, so he went for a walk. The front door was far too heavy for a four-year-old, 
So everyone was perplexed in how she was able to get out of the house, able to leave the house. The old lady opened the door. Then we pet the dog for a little bit, then went for a walk, she explained. She was so genuine and honest at four years old that he couldn't call her a liar, Joe said. Shortly after, his brother moved out of the house and never went back. Joe still drives by that house nearly every day. It looks perfectly normal, like a normal acceptable house, except for what's on the inside. Okay, so let's start at the first point when Joe said... Like, it's weird to me when people, like, kind of know that something's off in the home. Like, I guess you just can't, like, sell a house and move. But, like, I feel like I would. I feel like the first time I heard something weird, like, literally heard whispers, I'd be like, listen, I've got to go. Like, I'm not doing this. Like, no. But really what gets this for me is, like, obviously, like, ugh, wish they would have, like, moved out or something. I guess they're kind of lucky that nothing bad actually happened to anybody. But, like, what's chilling is the children, right? First, I want to say is, like, do you feel like children can like see things we can't? Like, I don't know. I feel like so many stories with it. It's like children, like maybe it's like their imagination or their mind is easier to, they're easier to take advantage of is what it feels like, right? So it's chilling that it's children because like they're pretty much defenseless. And it was so easy for these ghosts, I guess, to just like get to the eight-year-old in the tub Right, like an elderly man in the tub with an eight-year-old, first of all, uh, no. And then, but just like how easy it was for them to access the kids is the right word, maybe. Because the four-year-old, it's like, she was just walking along the busy road. Like, it's just so easy to take advantage of them. I don't know. I just hate that. I hate it. And yeah, like I said, like, they're just so lucky. Like, nothing happened to any of those children. But like, this, people need to listen to their instinct. Like, Joe was like, the vibe's off here. Like, it's off. But anyway, a very eerie story. I hate when children get involved in stuff like this. It's That's just no. But I'm glad they moved out. I'm glad they moved out. Okay, it's time for the last story. It's another Reddit user story. But it's on Reader's Digest. And it's written by Lauren Can. And it's called The Boy With No Eyes. One night when I was 10, I was woken up by my bedroom door opening followed by someone sitting on my bed. Reddit user Kmendo4 recalls of a childhood brush with a very persistent ghostly apparition. I felt my leg grazed and the bed sink under a person's weight. It's just my mom, I thought, and I opened my eyes. It was not my mom. I found an eyeless boy. He had black, empty sockets, about my age, sitting at the foot of my bed. He extended his hand, and in it was a little box. I was startled, but reached out. He pulled back. I reached again and said, give it. Um, okay, that's ballsy. (laughs) Then I blinked. And when I reopened my eyes, he was gone. But I could still see the imprint where he'd sat on my bed. Fast forward five years, my girlfriend came over to do homework. After she finished, she took a nap while she waited for her parents. When they arrived, I tried waking her up. She opened her eyes suddenly, looking up at a corner where the wall met the ceiling. She pointed there and went back to sleep. I shook her again. She came to full consciousness, and I explained what she'd done. She she looked haunted. Up on the wall, I saw a little boy with no eyes. He was there in a Spider-Man post staring at me. I freaked out and told her my story about the same kid. Fast forward another five years. 
I was with the same girlfriend. Oh, we love that. It's like a romance in this little ghost story. And we had a two-year-old. Oh, see, a little family's been created. We were living in my parents' house in my old room. My daughter started waking up at the same time every night and she'd talk. After a while, I noticed she almost had the same conversation every night. I playfully asked her once whom she was talking to. She said, it's a little boy. He's nice. He's lost and looking for his mommy. My daughter's nightly conversations continued until we got our own place later that year. Nope. Mm, no. The, the sockets, the no eyes, that really scares me. I'd be like, okay, this is a possession. And also after the first time you saw it, like, wouldn't you be like, I guess you were a kid. So no, but like, okay, after your girlfriend sees that, wouldn't you be like, okay, there's clearly a being like haunting this place. But also... Do you feel kind of like if he's not doing any harm, this is where ghosts like confuse me because like are they like I don't the difference between like demons and ghosts is hard because it's like is a demon a type of a ghost? I don't know, but it's just like are ghosts can they cause you harm or is it just like scary because like if this little boy is just like playing with the daughter having a conversation because he's lonely because he can't find his mom then it's like, well, first of all, obviously you're like nervous because your kid's talking to a ghost, but also like, don't you feel kind of bad for the boy? You know what I mean? Like he clearly died somehow at this young age. Like, and part of me in my head, my mind goes to like, was he murdered or something? Because like, why is his eyes gone? I don't know. I don't know. But it like makes me feel a little bad for the boy, you know, because I'm just like, if these, if the ghosts aren't doing any harm, then is it bad to have a ghost in the place, you know, like as creepy as it is, like he does not need to be doing that Spider-Man shit up in the ceiling. Like, no, I'd be like, nope, at that moment, I'm gone. Like, I'm gone. I don't care if you're nice. I don't care about your age. I don't care how you died. Like, I'm out. I'm out. But anyway, again, like at least nobody got hurt. That's what I'm starting to get. That's what I mean. I feel like a lot of people don't get hurt from ghosts. It's hurt from like demons because they are who do the possessing, right? Like ghosts are like lost souls, right? Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not positive. But anyways, that is all the stories I have. That is all I have for today. I hope you have a great week. I hope this got I hope this got you in a little bit of a spooky mood, you know, a little bit of a fall mood, a little creepy. <laughs> and if anything, I just hope it was interesting. But that's all I have for you today. I would say that I hope it's like talking on the phone with your best friend, but I hope that it's not because I hope that you guys do not talk about ghosts all the time. Unless you do, unless you're into it. I don't really know. But anyway, have a fantastic week. Goodbye.